and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel, and this is a show where I get to talk about sports. I get to talk about business. I get to talk about everything in between. Today, I have Austin Cohen, the founder and CEO of Flexit, here with me. Austin, you got a Slack message? I hope it's not that big a deal, but how are you doing today, man? <laughs> I'm doing well, Michael. Thanks for having me today. Pleasure is all mine. Very excited to get to understand the business of Flexit a little bit more. It's in this very interesting gym membership slash virtual training space. So I think it's, you know, for lack of a better term, perfect for what we're seeing right now with the pandemic that we all kind of thought was going to be over in a couple of weeks and then maybe a couple months. And now it looks like it's going to be a couple of years. So we'll see how it goes. But the first question, Austin, I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? That is uh, that is a a phenomenal uh, question, and I mean, I personally love sports for the uh, you know the the fact that you never know what's going to happen, right? The underdog can always pull it out. I think that the Michael Jordan documentary this summer perfectly encapsulated a lot of why I personally love sports, why a lot of people love and appreciate sports, uh, and. Uh, I've, I've watched that twice now. Um, nice. I think for me, just that competitive nature uh, and the fact that, you know, you go out there, anything can happen on any given night um, to me is, is awesome. A lot of that carries over into business and startups and growth. And so for me, that that's the kind of energy and stuff that gets me going. So for me, there's, there's a lot of overlap and parallels between sports and, and building businesses. Absolutely. And that's why I love to have this show because I really do believe either you played sports and you learned a lot that you can take away from business. Either you watch sports and you learned a lot that you can take away towards business, obviously, right? With playing sports, it's time management, it's discipline, it's understanding how to lose. You're going to do that a lot in business. I don't know any businessman that's been, you know, that's had a perfect game so far. And I very, um, very don't, I do not expect one anytime soon, to be honest with you. But I do think that there are a lot of correlations that can be taken from sports to business. And that's why I love talking about sports business so much. And that's why I love having you here. Before we do have to flex it, um, did a little tiny bit of research, found out you're on the founding team of Wheels Up. Wheels Up, uh, really, really cool company. Uh, so I would love to just kind of get an understanding of what you did there for a second. But also, we've seen Wheels Up do a lot of sports partnerships as well. I think, you know, my favorite one is the college game day one. I don't think it's really happening this year, but in previous years, they fly out the guest picker or whoever for the college game day crew. They come out, they make picks. It was a lot of fun, I guess. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like, you know, being on that founding team of Wheels Up and now knowing kind of where the company is. And, and you know, obviously right now is not the best time, I'm assuming. But moving forward, the uh, company set up for a lot of great things to come. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Wheels Up was an amazing uh, experience um, and continues to be. Uh, it started as really just an idea on a cocktail napkin that um, that was birthed about a year later. Um, the concept was to disrupt private aviation, and uh, we've done that. Uh, Wheels Up achieved unicorn status last year and continues to grow and build and uh, has launched new partnerships recently over the last few weeks, going into new verticals, and uh, really is, is in a prime position and uh, in the market now, a lot of the way that I operate and we work at Flexit is informed, has been informed by my experiences at Wheels Up with the rest of the founding team and uh, just the way that, that we think and we build and grow and uh, 
And uh, it's been awesome to see you know, Wheels Up grow and go from that idea to being on college game day. And you've probably seen a bunch of the races where the Wheels Up gear was out there. You've seen the Wheels Up gear on golf courses. And we do a lot of the same stuff here, Flex It. Chris Weidman, UFC fighter, back at the end of the first week in August, was wearing uh, Flex It gear throughout his training this summer. Uh, Flex It co-branded with Two Times You, one of our partners. Uh, more cool stuff coming there later this week and next week. And yeah, it's just uh, a very, very informative uh, experience for me, an important one, and continues to be moving forward as Wheels Up continues to grow and uh, look forward to seeing what we can make happen over the next few years. Yeah, I think it, it's such a cool concept for a company. And it's one of those like, duh, when you hear it, it's like, yeah, why has that never happened before? And obviously it, it happened. You guys have done it. Obviously, there's a few competitors as well. But I was actually at a golf event. Um, it was at Winged Foot. So where I think the US Open was played this year. Last year, uh, Wheels Up had this gigantic event, which was awesome. I got to go to and and work at for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. And just seeing the people and, and you know, kind of how they interact. And, and that demographic, like, well, we can be very honest. It's a, it's a different, you know, it's a different type of person than the normal yous and me's. Um, but it's still very interesting. Good people, great people doing cool things. So it was fun to get to see that. And so going on to flex it. And as you said, you, you took a lot from what you learned at Wheels Up. It's a, it's a startup that was in a really unique position that, as you said, achieved unicorn status. So if I'm not mistaken, that's being valued over a billion dollars and, and understanding that all right, clearly you being on that founding team, be a part of it. I think you were chief of staff, still are, you were, I don't know exactly what your role is there now, but learning and being able to be around that type of organization for so long, what made you then want to start your own thing or, or start another thing on top of what you already were a part of a founding team member of? What made you want to go and just start a new company uh, and, and specifically this one and flex it? Well, to your point a moment ago, uh, there are at times concepts that you look at and you think, why hasn't this existed before? Mm -hmm. um, I'm personally very passionate about fitness. I always have been back to your first question about sports and the love of the game. Uh, I played sports seriously my whole life. Uh, post playing sports, fitness becomes a, a way that many athletes continue that, that love of sports. Right. And then there's watching sports and, casually playing sports. And uh, for me, over the last bunch of years, looking at consumer verticals, wearing my VC hat, millennials and Gen Zers have been conditioned to access everything they want at their fingertips. So you can get food, you can find somewhere to stay, you can travel somewhere using your fingers on a smartphone. But if you want to go work out, you can't, you previously were not able to just go do that. You could not just pick up and go try a gym, say Blink Fitness, one of our partners, to get the experience of walking through that facility's doors and training there if you hadn't previously been there. And so for us, that was really important early on, figuring out how we can take technology and trends that have been so widely adopted by millennials and Gen Zers and helping to cater to those trends using really sleek, very seamless technology that created a win-win opportunity for gym partners across the country. I love it, man. I think it is such a cool concept too. Um, and, and understanding, yeah, we, 
I'm within that millennial generation. And thank you for adding Gen Z to everyone only talks about millennials. I think Gen Z like that's half the time they're talking about millennials. They actually aren't even talking about millennials. They are talking about (laughs) Gen Z, which has always been very frustrating. And that M word has always had like this weird negative connotation, in my opinion, uh, especially when the older generations are talking about us. So thank you for adding Gen Z into that one. But so so as you said, you, you kind of saw this opportunity to say, hey, like, why why is this industry like this? I guess at what point did you realize that this could be a viable business and saying, all right, anybody, you can go to any of these gyms, the ones that you're partners with for a specific amount of time. Uh, I think, you know, per minute, per hour, whatever exactly it is. So if you don't mind explaining that, but putting that together sounds kind of difficult. Um, just kind of putting that together and getting people to buy into that type of partnership has probably been um, potentially difficult. I don't, I don't know. You tell me how, how has it been to actually start? The idea is cool, but everyone's got an idea. It's the actual execution of it. That's the important part. So there's definitely a lot of time up front. Uh, that time spent figuring out, is this a viable opportunity? Uh, that's on both sides of the market. Is this something the gyms want? Is this something that consumers are looking for? And for us, above everything, is making sure that the experience is fantastic for consumers and for the gym partners. So we spent a lot of time really early on figuring out how we can create this experience to be really comfortable for the gyms, to be something that helps them to touch new people while still catering to those millennial and Gen Z consumption preferences and trends. And then obviously, it takes a lot of time to build a network um, to get technology ready. So there was no flip of a switch, if you will. Um, there was a time coming and, and a lot of upfront work. And uh, and we put that time in um, back in 2018. Um, we actually launched the company in 2019. And here we are now in 2020 with that business line and our new virtual product. Uh, but that, that initial business line, to your point a moment ago, and it is, is the ability for consumers to walk into any gym that's on our platform, no tour, no paperwork, entirely seamless and frictionless, and to access that gym and pay for the amount of time that the individual spends in that facility. So if one of our consumers goes into, say, Mountainside Fitness or EOS Fitness in Arizona, the individual stays for 10 minutes, that individual pays for 10 minutes worth of time, the individual stays for two hours, the individual is paying for two hours worth of time. Seems pretty easy. That's it. It's beautiful in its simplicity. The app doesn't need to be used while working out. We want people's heart rates up. We want them pushing themselves. You check in, you go, you check out when you're done, and that's it. The app is very intuitive. Default home screen is a map with pins on the map. You see the gyms that are around you. You can find more information out about those gyms, and you walk in, and you uh, you hit your workout. I love it. I mean, it's, it's again, it's one of those ideas that gym gym memberships are so – they're so interesting, right? Like uh, my my wife's a part of a gym close by. The only reason she's a part of this particular gym is because it has a uh, pool. And so she wants to go to that one. So now we're looking at houses to buy. And it's like, well, if we go to this side or, or this is where you literally can't go to that gym anymore because 45 minutes away, you're not going to take an hour and a half out of your day just to go swim in a pool. So now she has to find. So it's, it's then that opportunity to potentially go try out other gyms, right? And, and you know, figure out what's in the area. It's for people that travel. Right. I, I, this is very similar to a, a class pass, if I'm not mistaken, where people that travel, you can go to a yoga class wherever the heck you want, as long as you have a specific number, uh, as long as there's some in the area. So, I mean, again, it, it's just such an awesome idea. What have you seen from we'll start with the gym side, 
right? How, how have they seen it and how, how have they enjoyed it? Because obviously they need to make money. Now let's put this pre pandemic. Let's put this, you know, kind of when the world was spinning on its axis, I always kind of love reminiscing about that time in life. Uh, But like, what was it like pre pandemic where these gyms were, you know, they kind of are just trying to soak up as much market share as possible. And you're saying, Hey, this person probably doesn't want to be a part of your gym, but you can let them come every once in a while and they can at least give you a couple bucks along the way. I'll jump right into that, but I'm just going to unpack a couple things before. So first Please. of all, you, you and your wife, no need to worry now about moving to the other side of town and not having that, that gym because Flex, it's got you covered. Uh, class pass is a bit different of a model. Mm-hmm. Class pass is focused, like you said, on the studios, like a yoga studio. We do work with studios, but our focus is traditional gyms, mm-hmm. places with big cardio and strength training setups. ClassPass is also a membership model. So the consumer is lever- working out with ClassPass or tethered to ClassPass, and mm-hmm. they're paying ClassPass every month, whether they're using the product or not. We're a pay-per-use model. Mm-hmm. So our consumers pay when they use, and they're not paying when they're not using. So it's a very different model, um, and ClassPass would be supplemental. To mm-hmm. using Flexit, cool. uh, so just just kind of want to highlight that for yeah. you and Appreciate for all the it. other listeners out here. Uh, but so the, following along that point, uh, for us in building our network of gym partners, we really wanted to create a win-win for the groups that we work with, and we do. Um, we're very collaborative in our approach. We do a lot of co-marketing. Uh, we're helping the clubs to see new people that they wouldn't otherwise. That tech-enabled millennial Gen Zer. And uh, it's the tech is seamless. It's an alternative to other ways of consuming the product that these gym partners are putting out. And it's more. Um, there's capacity at these facilities. And we help to bring new people and fill that capacity. And for the partners, it's brought them you know, really good experiences. Uh, we have some partners that are leveraging what we're doing, um, especially in light of COVID, to deliver a hands-free, contact-free experience. Our tech is seamless. There's no electrical connectivity required. We have tech that sits at the front desk. So a lot of partners are now using us as a day pass provider. So if you don't have a membership, the only way to access that facility is through Flexit. Uh, so that's a program that has been growing over the last few months throughout COVID. But uh, depending upon the partner, the experience um, is shaped to that partner's goals. And again, we collaborate them with them very closely. So we've been able to create an experience for these, these groups that really works for them and that they see uh, as an extension of what they're doing. So if you think about it, we're a marketing extension of the marketing departments of the clubs that we work with. Yeah. And it just brings more potential clientele because if they, again, if, if, if this person, if person X was always going to a specific gym, now if they have class pass, they can continue to go to that gym. It sounds like, but then they also could, if they're on the other side of town, go to this other gym. And also, so just, just to make sure I have this correct, there is literally zero reason everybody should not download this app, right? Because if it's just a pay-per-use model, you can at least check it out and see what gyms are available in your area. So I'm going to ask you for that link um, later to just direct people right to the website or wherever. So that way, anybody that is listening, sounds like something to at least try out. And again, if it's pay for per minute and you hate the gym, it sounds like you're going to go in. You don't like it. You just kind of turn around and walk out. And it's not like you're paying dollars per minute. I think uh, when when Marlon put us together, shout out Marlon, great, great guy. I think it was something like in the cents, cents per minute. Um, how yep. is this, how, how does this, I mean, it makes sense again from that marketing standpoint, but if we're starting to divvy up cents per minute and somebody's somewhere for 15 minutes or, or, or $3 over the span of an hour, 
how does this make sense for you as a business in terms of making enough money? Because it sounds like there's a lot of technology and a lot of a little bit of overhead at least. And then how does this make sense for the gyms outside of just that marketing and that extra dollar fifty that they got that they might not have otherwhere else? So the rates are by the minute. So when you think about cents on the minute, uh, the numbers um, are they come off and sound a little bit different than when you think about numbers on an hourly basis. So mm -hmm. you could call a one hour workout a proxy for the average workout. So our rates, our rates range from eight cents a minute to a dollar 67 a minute. So it's a pretty wide range. It depends yeah. on the, the facility, even within a brand rates range. So a brand may have facilities that are more suburban than other facilities and the rates of those facilities may be a bit different. A brand may have a more premium set of facilities within their portfolio. And so the rates of those facilities may be a bit higher. Um, so on the lower end, you're looking at four to five bucks for an hour for that workout. On the high end, we have a very, very premium facility in Midtown Manhattan, priced at a buck 67 a minute. That facility is over a hundred dollars on the hour. So mm -hmm. we've got everything in between. It depends on the brand. It depends on the facility. Uh, within that brand and consumers can pick what works for them and their budget, their lifestyle, wherever they are. Um, and that's, that's our whole thing is we want people to be able to try new places on their terms in a way that's comfortable. Going to the gym can be intimidating. Even if you're very fit, going to new gyms can be intimidating. You don't know where the locker rooms are. We try to, to the extent possible, take that level of intimidation or as much of that intimidating factor out of the equation for consumers when they're looking to try new places. So if you're traveling, which is not our primary use case, to touch on what you said a moment ago, it's those millennials and Gen Zers in the cities in which we're working. But if you're traveling and trying a new gym can be very intimidating even for the fittest of people. So we really try to help people to understand what's going on at that facility um, and make that experience really comfortable for them. So it may work. some facilities may work with your budget. Some may not. Some may work for you to try at a cadence that works for you infrequently before making a decision as to whether you want to keep going and using us or if you want to you know, make a change, use a different facility or get a membership at the facility. Uh, so we really are here to cater to everybody. Uh, we are very bullish on having experiences that work for every type of fitness consumer. So whether you're a very, very serious bodybuilder or someone who just wants to go swimming or play basketball, we've got you covered and everything in between. And on that per minute basis, um... I'm pretty cheap. I'll just be very open and honest about it. I mean, does that have you seen or, or heard anything from the gym partners on those people that come in? You know, maybe they don't lollygag around as much. You know, those everybody loves those guys at the gym that they talk to other people more than they're actually working out. And now if it's a social thing, it's a social thing. I'm, I'm not here to, to judge or anything. You got to do what you got to do. But have you heard anything on that end? Because that's just me kind of figuring out how can I save as much money as possible if I'm only there, if I'm there for an hour normally, but if I can cut out, you know, 10 minutes of fat, you're saving some money, you're saving a little bit of time there as well. Has has anything like that come up? Or is that just, is that just me being kind of cheap? Yeah, everyone's a little different. Everyone's a little different. Uh, so there are people who are getting their heart rate up as quickly as they can. They're not playing on Instagram and scrolling while they're working mm -hmm. out, if, which if you're not on the clock, you see a lot of in the gym. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we have people who go to the gym for hours and are playing basketball. So it really depends on the consumer. depends what the, the use case is, uh, what facilities they're using. Um, but we see both types of consumers there. So we see a lot of people who are thinking similarly to how you are. Mm -hmm. They really want to control their spend. Uh, we also see a lot of consumers who 
are less sensitive and they are looking for that optionality and that variety. Uh, and that's the main driver for them in accessing our products. Love it. Thank you for putting that nicely too. I, I appreciate that. Uh, talking here with Austin Cohen, CEO and founder of Flexit. So Austin, talk to me a little bit. So now that was a little pre-pandemic. We got a little into the pandemic. Now we're kind of in the thick of it. As I said before, everyone kind of just thought this thing was going to end in a couple months. Hey, we'll hang out inside. Not a big deal. Well, here we are. It's it's October. Uh, it's almost the election. I'm sure most people know that. A lot of stuff going on. It's not looking great. It doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon, unfortunately. But with getting into the pandemic a little bit obviously we've seen i think the last number i saw i mean it was it was at least restaurants but i think it was somewhere about 50 percent of gyms unfortunately going to have to close a little more a little less i'm assuming and obviously it depends on the area that you're in so i think that part is very unfortunate obviously business owners they put a lot of money time and effort into this thing so it's very disappointing Uh, i'm here in new jersey so we actually were just allowed to go back to gyms it was only i think about a month ago if i'm not mistaken that we were eventually allowed back in so it was a solid six months many of these places were closed give or take what have you seen now in the pandemic how many more gyms are interested in becoming partners understanding hey like we had all these people that might not ever want to come back if there's just any opportunity to gain a couple dollars along the way this is a really easy way to do it. Yeah, all great observations and questions. And I'm here in New York today. So similar time frame for Jim's coming back from New Jersey. It was about a month ago in the same week. It's been a wild, obviously, six months for most verticals, most businesses, and the gym industry notwithstanding. Uh, for Jim's, every market's been a little bit different. So even for brands that have facilities across the country, uh, every market's responded differently. The way that COVID has impacted those markets, whether there have been multiple closures in markets, uh, brands have had to adjust more on a market-by-market basis, uh, which is really important in thinking about what's going on. Uh, capacity constraints are different in every market, um, and uh, subsequently, consumer behavior in those markets is different. So in places like California and Arizona, where the markets opened and then closed back down and reopened, patterns of behavior may be different than in markets where there was only one closure and then the market reopened um, and people have started to behave normally again. Uh, there has been uh, unequivocally an interest in our model as a new tool for clubs to work with, to bring revenue and new foot traffic through doors. Um, it makes sense. It was something that we expected when this happened, just given how much the clubs have been impacted. Um, again, slightly different on a market by market basis and definitely uh, impacted by capacity constraints in various markets. So the pace with which some of these opportunities go live can vary. Uh, in New York, for example, capacity constraints are a bit stricter than in other parts of the country, given how things have progressed. Uh, but I think the other thing that's really been interesting for gyms uh, and, and, and really all fitness providers is how virtual has come into existence here. So the brick and mortar both the boutiques and the traditional gyms realize that virtual is going to play a bigger part in their offerings moving forward. Brick and mortar is not going anywhere. At the end of the day, you can't strain train. You can't hit a rack of weights at home. Even if you have a great home gym, the way you can when you're out at a gym uh, and people are social and they're social beings. And so gyms aren't going anywhere. But the importance of extending the reach of the brick and mortar is something that will play a role in definitely moving forward. Um, in a full fitness offering. Um, and so to that point, the future of fitness is, is very much a hybrid. It's the confluence of that virtual and the brick and mortar. And despite virtual blowing up over the last six months, virtual is not new. Virtual has been blowing up over the last bunch of years. 
it was all just very much accelerated by what's happened throughout COVID. Um, and we've actually been able to enter the virtual space in a meaningful way that has, again, only with club partners, so with the partners in our network, helped us to accelerate what they're doing and accelerated our business. Yeah, and I think it's, it's this perfect marriage, as you said. Like, it's very difficult, in, even for the people that have a really nice weight set at home, it's still very difficult to do everything that you need to do. It's also one of those things where if you're at home, it's very easy to you know, I kind of want a glass of water. Let me get up and go to the kitchen, you know, that whole thing. And if you're at the gym, you're at the gym. And there's a lot of people where that mindset is very specific and that's what they need to do. They go, they go for 45 minutes. They know exactly what they need to do, how to do it. And they get out. It's always different at home. I mean, we've seen with the work from home setups that a lot of people have. Yes. It turns out a lot of people are capable of doing their job from home. Yes. Has productivity gone up? I mean, it depends on where you look, but also do we ever really need 40 hours to do 40 hour, like a 40 hour work week? Like I think you can ask anybody in corporate America. They say they could probably finish their job in close to 30. And that extra 10 is just kind of, you have to be there. So I think the work from home aspect too, is that extra layer of, I could get, I mean, I know some people that might do a workout or two during the day, you know, Hey, I got 20 minutes. I got 30 minutes. Let me crank something out. So the virtual aspect is very important, but I do think that that marriage of the two is fantastic. And again, it, it came at the perfect time. And, and, and going back to the brick and mortar before we do kind of completely switch the topic to the virtual side, what have you seen in terms of the pandemic with people getting comfortable going back to the gym? Right. Like, as we said, gyms just opened up, but many places, I think it's, you know, here in New Jersey, at least I'm pretty sure it's something like 25%. So how many people are really, you know, canceling their gym membership and understanding, well, Hey, if I want to go to one of those classes, if I don't sign up for the five 30 in the morning class, which I'm not signing up for <laughs> newsflash, not going to do that. If you're not signing up for that class, you're probably not going to be able to go. Cause so many other people have that opportunity to potentially go. So canceling their membership, but still staying at their gym is an opportunity. How, what have you seen in terms of um, memberships for Flexit improving over the past six months or over at least this, this time during the pandemic? So for us, we don't have members, we have users, oh, but so I, our usage, yep. I want to make sure usage, it's not membership. It is use it when you want, pay for it when you use it. Thank you. I apologize. Exactly. Uh, but our usage uh, has been great. Uh, again, every market's a little bit different. If you take the Arizona market upon reopening, we're doing 8X on what we're doing pre-COVID. Uh, a lot of people have canceled their memberships at gyms. That was just to be expected during the closures. Um, but that all comes back, uh, you know, when we look at whether it's 6, 12, 24 months from now, um, things things come back mm -hmm. with a different shape and form, of course. Um, but for the partners to your question a few moments ago, it's been exciting for us to bring more people through their doors when their numbers have been a bit lower than they might have wanted. But really, uh, the gyms have rebounded um, much better than people would have expected and, and are um, and are hanging in there and doing pretty well. It might be a little biased on my part because I know here in New Jersey, it's not quite the same. Uh, also, you know, pretty densely packed state next to New York City. Everything's going to be shut down a little bit longer. And I guess in terms of the virtual aspect, was this something that you were working on already and just kind of hit at the right time? So we definitely accelerated what we were doing in virtual. Our focus was uh, in-gym personal training at the beginning of 2020 at the Consumer Electronics Show. We released tech where individuals could, as non-members of gym, access the trainers at those facilities. So if a trainer had a client at 10 a.m. Uh, that was a member of the gym and another at 12, that trainer could open up availability and take a non-member of Flexit Consumer at 11. Previously, you could not, as a non-member of a gym, train at that gym. Uh, during 
COVID early on, what we realized was happening in the virtual fitness space was the following. There were three primary buckets across which people were accessing the virtual fitness. Live stream workouts, pre-recorded and on-demand content, so videos, and then hardware in the home. And there were a few common themes to us across all of these. First, there was a very low level of personalization. Second, the consumer does not really get to interact with the individual on the other side of the screen. So if it's a live stream, the consumer can't really interact with the instructor. The instructor can talk to everybody. So it can go one to many. And in the videos, you're following along with somebody, but neither of you can interact with one another. And for the most part with hardware in the home, although there are exceptions, you can't really interact with the individual who's on the other side instructing you from the hardware, right? If it's Peloton mm -hmm. or if it's a tonal, you're not interacting with that individual. So we saw a big opportunity to take our personal training tech from InClub and accelerate the usage of it um, across virtual personal training, which was not something that was really uh, widespread and being adopted by gyms. Um, our gym partners and their trainers, um, they had, you know, they had the bandwidth. Um, there were many furloughs in the gym industry. The trainers were available. These are very skilled people who understand how to hold people accountable, keep them motivated, get them to achieve results. People were social beings. People were cooped up and really needed to interact with others and forming relationships with the trainers. Um, from the brands was something that we decided to accelerate. So again, we only work with the brands to change. Um, so we have Solid Core on our platform and Blink on our platform and all sorts of other brands that are part of the Flexit network. And those trainers from those brands are provisioning live one-on-one -on -one virtual personal training sessions to consumers all over the country and really over, all, all over the world. Um, the scale of this product is massive. What we've built is not video tech. Um, Zoom is video tech. It's great for meetings. This is training tech. The experience is optimized to deliver a personal training experience. So if you're really tall, if you're 6'4", like I am, you still fit in the entirety of the frame. Uh, the, the trainer can, can see you, can perfect your form, make sure you're doing your plank right. And if you're doing an overhead shoulder press, can still make sure that everything's going right. And there's all sorts of cool features that surround that. Stopwatch timer, um, screenshot and draw so the trainer can take an image of me while I'm working out, correct my form in real time through that. Um, so this is really optimized for the training experience. And people are working out with multiple trainers, uh, forming relationships with them, getting to know them, being held accountable. The trainers make sure that these individuals are eating right and helping these people to achieve their goals, whatever they are. If you have a wedding coming up that you're trying to change your body for, if you have some type of a, a test or fitness journey that you're on and you need it to get there, whether it's running a marathon or you need to pass a border patrol test, these are all things that we're helping consumers do and meet by provisioning access to these trainers live one-on-one -on -one and the formation of those relationships wasn't really possible through pre-recorded content, live stream, working out and hardware. And so um, we found that gap. It's been awesome for us. And uh, now we, we really feel like we have a more well-rounded ecosystem. So as a company, uh, we feel grateful that we've had the last five, six months while gyms were closed to focus on our virtual product. Now we have people covered in the brick and mortar and we help the brick and mortar to extend their reach because we got people covered at home. So if you think Blink Fitness, we're helping Blink in gym. And then we're taking Blink's trainers and they're now showing up in people's houses all over the country. Yeah. And I think, again, that that opportunity to, have, to to marry the two, because you have to most people will have to go to the gym in some capacity. But if it's a busy day, kids have, you know, baseball practice, whatever it is. Now you can at least say, OK, well, I don't have to go to the gym, add the commute. And then the time there, I can find a trainer kind of at my fingertips to do something like this. And again, it's not a membership. It's just if you go on, you can find it, you can use it, you can pay for it. 
Exactly. And we're putting people on great programs um, and, and they really are committing to their fitness, making sure that they meet their goals, stay accountable. People are treating working out virtually as a meeting. You have a meeting at 10. You can then do a VPT session, as we call it, from 1030 to 11. And you can jump back into your 11 a.m. meeting. Uh, and and you know, when we think about the future of fitness, like I said before, it's that hybrid. You don't have to take the half-hour commute to the gym, work out at the gym, and then take the half-hour commute back, shower, get ready for work, get to work. Um, you can do that now. If you were doing it seven days a week, you can do it five days a week now. And on the other two days, you can work out from home. Um, so we're very excited about that hybrid future of fitness. Uh, it's been amazing to focus on this product to help trainers, help the brands be a meaningful revenue source for these brands during COVID when their doors were closed. Because of course their doors were predicated, uh, their, their revenue is predicated on the doors being open. And for consumers, we were able to help a lot of people stay really healthy and stay just as fit as they were before COVID during the pandemic. And I think that's the most important part. That, that's, that's one thing that I understand frustrated a lot of people because physical well-being is me- very much tied to mental well-being. And obviously, a lot of stress going on in the world. Not sure if anybody out there realized it, whether you're worried about you know, what the government's doing today or what can they screw up tomorrow kind of thing. Or if it's, hey, you know, I have a family member that's sick or I can't leave my house or you know, any of these things. Physical well-being helps with the mental aspects of that. And I think that was one thing that was kind of missed on a lot of politicians when saying, hey, like we don't want to open the doors of these gyms because, you know, people can get sick. It's like, well, if we can do it in a safe way, it's it's probably very good for all these people to continue to go to the gym and get their endorphins. And I, I really don't know what the heck goes on. I don't go to gyms. I go on runs every once in a while. But it's very important for people to keep up with that aspect. And I think, again, where you guys sit, and it's not like you're on the fence or anything. You're actually in both yards, right? Like you have the opportunity. If you want to go to the gym every day, you have that. If you just want personal training at home on a one-on-one session, you have that. And I think it's a really interesting marriage. It's it's um, it's pretty awesome. So kudos to you guys. Great job. I appreciate that. Yeah. And to, to your point, uh, it's also how you eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you got you to keep it right in the kitchen. Uh, that's a really important part of the full experience. We've got dietitians on our platform. We've got folks who specialize in meditation and yoga virtually. So um, we're really committed to personalization, customization, people being able to make fitness and wellness work with their lives as opposed to having a schedule of their lives around fitness. I love that. I'm going to go download this now. You said the uh, magical word of meditation. And I do that. I've done, I've meditated every day for the last 500 days, I think, something like that. Wow. um, I love it. It's awesome. I I don't know how you're keeping keeping track at that point. Um, it's a whole thing. Uh, my, my buddy and I, we created a system. It's, it's a whole thing, but no, it's, um, I don't honestly remember what it's been well over a year. It honestly might be over two years. I kind of don't even remember. I just know I haven't missed a day in a very long time, but that's not the point. How, how have you, um, so we, we spoke about the prices for the going into the gym and how it's on a per minute basis. And is anywhere from, you know, four and a half dollars for an hour, all the way up to $400 an hour in certain cases, it seems like, but what, um, what is it like on the personal training side? And can you say, Hey, I want like a quick 15 minute, you know, hit session. I want a 30 minute, you know, slow burn, like Pilates kind of thing. Like how, how have you set it up in that sense in terms of how personalized it can get, which it sounds like it can get very, and also on that, that permanent basis, depending on the classes or whatever. It's unbelievably personalized. If you want to just go through the process electronically, you can let us know through our website. If you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to just sweat and have fun, you can also jump on a consultation with one of our health coaches 
And these are experts who will listen to your goals and build you a program that helps you meet those goals. You'll get paired up with the right trainers for whatever you're looking to do. If you've previously been someone who was heavy into lifting and was in the military, we'll pair you up with a trainer who will relate to you, who was also in the military, who's heavy into lifting. Uh, so it's very customized. You'll have that one-on-one -on -one experience where you're speaking with a team member of ours, and that expert is helping make sure that we put you on the right path. Uh, the rates are, again, accessible. Uh, we're looking at about 30 uh, minutes worth of working out for 40 bucks on average. It's about 80 bucks for 60 minutes. But we offer increments of 15 minutes. So you can hit it, as you said, for 15 minutes. You can hit it for an hour and everything in between. And uh, you know, depending upon what's going on in someone's life, they may want to work out and hit the 15-minute session one day, and they might want an hour the next day. Uh, so we're really trying to, again, make it very personalized, very customized. You can see all the trainers. You can see videos of the trainers. So it's, it's interesting. You see someone's picture. But when you see them talking and moving, they emanate. Um, something different than when you just look at that still. So we have trainer videos on the website. You can get to know the trainers, learn about them, when the type of music they like, what they specialize in, try different trainers, filter by the specialty. You can filter for meditations so you can find that meditation instructor. So everything is, is very, very customized um, so that we can help individuals to get on the right path. I love that. And, and considering what we've seen in, in the, uh, in the investment world, I'm sure, as you said, with the V, you know, knowing the VC space a little bit, I think Tonal just got funded for hundred million dollars, something like that. I mean, I never even heard of the company and athletes and investors and people are, are lining up to give them money. Obviously Peloton, we've seen what they've done. They went public um, and, and now they're doing their thing. But, uh, you know, I think it's this personalization aspect of the virtual side, I think is very important and is, is extremely helpful because you can, you're right too, you don't feel bad if you use one trainer one day and another the next, right? Like, so obviously there's, there is a, um, a benefit to using the same trainer because they'll get to know you and your body and understand what you are capable of. But then there's also, I kind of want to change it up a little bit. I want to do something else today. I want to look and, and, you know, talk to somebody new and, and hear new ideas and new things. So I think that part's obviously pretty important, but just then the opportunity to go to the gym as well on top of it. And again, as a, as on a per minute basis, you have that opportunity. So, Hey, I don't have a hundred million dollars, uh, Austin. I would give it to you if I did, I promise you that man. But uh, I think this is, is such a cool, cool concept. And the, the way you've been able to differentiate yourself from those, as you said, the pre-recorded, the live, the, the, uh, the hardware, the just regular gym memberships. I think this, I mean, if I, I mean, I'm nobody. So if I tell you it's a home run, it doesn't mean anything, but I still think it's a pretty cool concept. And I, I appreciate you coming on and telling us about it today. No, you're, you're not a nobody. And, uh, uh, you know, never, never put yourself down like that, but, uh, I appreciate you. It's, it's one of my, favorites. I listen, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, love Seinfeld and love curb. So I, uh, love it. Love, love the separate self-deprecation there. Um, but thank you for having us, yeah. um, by us. I mean, thanks for having me and thanks for having Flexit on the show. Um, if, if anyone's interested in learning more about Flexit, feel free to reach out to us directly at infoflexit.fit. That's I-N-F-O at flexit, F-L-E-X-I-T dot F-I-T. And visit our website at flexit.fit, F-L-E-X-I-T dot F-I-T. And then uh, social medias? Yes, you can find us on Instagram. It's flexit underscore fitness. Love it. That is absolutely perfect. Where where can we find you though? I mean, you got some cool stuff going on in your life too. I'm sure. Where where are you? Where can we go find you? You guys can reach out to me. I'm I'm very responsive, so you'll, you'll get a quick hit back at Austin at flexit.fit. That's A U S T I N at flexit f l e x i t dot f i t. 
Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Austin. Very excited. Um, I'm excited to say I remember when. Uh, you know, when you you guys hit unicorn status, I could say, hey, I had them on my show once. That was kind of fun. So crossing my fingers for you. And then also um, make sure to send me a link uh, for iPhones, for Android, wherever, so people can go and download because I think it's, why the hell wouldn't you download it? It's not awesome. a membership. You don't have to pay for anything. You can just check it out. Maybe hop to a gym or two if you like it, you like it. If not, hey, worst comes to worst, you spent three bucks, right? So it's not too bad. Uh, available on iOS and Android. Also available for iPad. And you can also log into your account and take virtual PT sessions on the web. So totally cross-device and cross-platform. Love it. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Austin Cohen, founder and CEO of Flexit. Appreciate your time, man.